up? What's up, guys? And welcome to another episode of the Powerhouse Mentality Podcast. I'm your host. I'm Caitlin Kenneth-Smith. And on today's podcast, I had a conversation with my friend Kaylee Brandstad. And Kaylee is the CEO and founder of her online coaching business, Gravity Fitness. She's a first-form sponsored trainer, a 75-hard veteran, and honestly, she's an overall badass. Now, She's probably one of the most genuine human beings I know, and she would literally do anything to help somebody step into the best self. So in this episode, we dive into how Kaylee moved from New Jersey to Hawaii back in 2014, how she got out of a toxic relationship and truly grew into the most strong, resilient, unbreakable soul who is living her true purpose each and every day. Kaylee's story is powerful. So please make sure to share this episode and enjoy our conversation. And I'll give you guys a little bit of a warning. Y'all know I curse a little bit and I use the the word fuck a lot. Um, The F-bomb has dropped way too many times in the first 30 to 45 seconds of the show. But I promise we do slow down. We don't stop because we talk with passion. Um, But I just got excited to see my friend in the beginning. Go enjoy this episode and make today great. All right, guys. So I'm here with my friend Kaylee Brandstad. I hope I pronounced your last name right because I am so fucking bad with names. But yeah, awesome. Cool. So I just need to say before I let Kaylee introduce herself, Kaylee, you're basically fucking famous in my house because my husband loves your fucking Kaylee special drink. Love that. Love to hear that. So Kaylee has this drink. It's a quad espresso over ice in a venti cup with three pumps, three pumps, sugar-free vanilla. And then he does two pumps toffee nut. I know you do okay. like brown, brown sugar and mm-hmm. then splash of sweet cream. Like I order this because he's nervous to order it. He says, really? Yeah. And it's like now, now it's part of your lingo. I can tell you just spit that oh, shit yeah. right there, dude. I can just like spit it with a wrap. <laughs> but anyway, Kaylee, I have you on here because you have an incredible story. And I love to have people on my podcast because they have great stories to share with my listeners. And then my listeners get value. So first of all, very grateful to have you here. Second of all, Give the people a little brief intro on who you are. Like, what do you do? Like, why are you here? The fuck are you? No, I'm just yep. kidding. Um, my name's Kaylee, as uh, Caitlin said, but I am a 28-year-old entrepreneur living my life in Hawaii. Um, definitely was a long road to get here, and I know that we're going to dive into that a little bit later, but, um, you know, just really out here to live my best life, um, help as many people as I possibly can. My goal by the time I die is to help at least a million people. If I do that, great. I serve my purpose, but really at the end of the day, um, I have learned and learned a lot about myself and learned that, you know, we all have a purpose here. It's all about finding that out and finding out who you truly are. And as long as you are being kind, you're walking with grace, you're going to be good. Like, that's it. That's all you can ask from yourself at the end of the day. So yeah, um, been in Hawaii for about 10 years and coming up on 10 years, actually. Um, and lived in New Jersey. So I grew up in New Jersey, born and raised, you know, um, all that. That's why stuff. we vibe. That's why we vibe because, you yep. know, you're from New Jersey. I'm from New York. So we just can go off all get day. It. <laughs> and it's like, you get the straightforwardness. I'm definitely a very straightforward person, but anybody who knows me knows that it's very straightforward, but it's all with love. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's the thing that so many people miss out on is that they're not, they, they sugarcoat shit too much. And when you sugarcoat something, then you're just holding that other person back from growing into the person that they should be, you know? So let's get into where, where it all kind of begins from where I know you is like 2014, you moved to Hawaii. Mm -hmm. 
from New Jersey. Like, yep. talk about that. Whew, okay. So I'm definitely the type of person, um, if you guys have followed my social media at all, if you don't know me at all, well, I'm going to tell you right now, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it, right? And I, ever since I was a kid, I was always like that. Um, you know, growing up, funny story, I actually talked about this the other day with my girlfriend, but I was like, yeah, I, um, they told me that I couldn't be a girl on the boys baseball team when I was growing up. And I'm like, I'm going to be the first person in my town to be on the girl or on the boys baseball team. So I ended up, you know, pitching for boys baseball all the way up until high school. And then I ended up switching over. But, you know, with that mindset of saying, Hey, I'm going to do something and I'm going to do it. And I don't care how long it takes to get there. I was not the smartest kid in school. Mm -hmm. So growing up, you know, I really did struggle in school. Actually, I was, working really, really hard. And it's funny. I've talked to my dad in my adult years and I was like, you're such a liar. He was, he's an engineer. Right. But as a kid, you don't know what that means in the, yeah. in the grand scheme of things. And he used to be like, Oh yeah, buddy. You know, I'm just like you, you know, it's hard for me to do this. It's hard for me to do that. And I'm like, did you kind of lie to me? You, you lied to me just a little bit to make me feel better. And I'm like, you're so freaking smart. And as a kid, you're like, all right, cool. Well, dad was the same. So I really just pushed myself to, my brother was the smart one, you know, naturally good at sports, naturally good, like school, everything, everything that he touched, he was good at. So I was always the one I felt like trying to catch up and be better, right? Just be better than I was the day before. And I've had that mentality for a long time. Mm -hmm. So fast forward that I'm in the time to where you're kind of thinking about schools, but I came to Hawaii when I was in eighth grade, when my dad got married and I was like, I want to live here. I just knew. And mm -hmm. I had that vibe when I was here. So Fast forward to college time. I had a lot of people that are like, you're not going to go to Hawaii. You're not going to make it in Hawaii. And then that gets in my head. And I'm like, oh, bet. Like now that you don't want me to do it, I'm definitely going to do it 10 times as hard. And I had a rough um, time in high school. I lost my best friend when I was 16. And then at that time, I was also learning a little bit more about, you know, addiction issues that were in my family and kind of coming more aware to that, um, parenting a parent while you're in high school. My dad lived in Pennsylvania. My mom lived in New Jersey. Um, I ended up living in Pennsylvania full-time with my dad. Um, by the end of high school, I would drive back and forth like an hour to school, back mm -hmm. and forth to high school. My job was in New Jersey. So a lot of just pushing through times. And, you know, I always told myself things are going to get better. It's fine. Like things are always going to get better. Um, no matter what I'm going through. So ended up getting, I applied to University of Hawaii. And like I said, everybody, I even had a teacher in school that was like, with your writing, you're not going to make it in college. You're not going to make it in school. Like basically saying I suck at school. And I'm like, all right, cool. People don't realize that that fuels me. Like that makes me just want to be that much better. So I ended up applying to University of Hawaii. Did not do well on my SATs. Not a good test taker either. But I was like, it's okay. I'm going to get in somehow. I actually wrote them a letter of appeal. And I was like, you're going to let me in because I'm a good student. I'm going to show up. Let's go. They accepted me. Right. So it. like you got to fucking just fight for you what you got to do it, dude. And that's the thing is I don't want to sit here and be like, well, what if, what if I didn't? And fast forward, I go into college, you know, I'm doing the typical, you know, party phase, whatever I had. I was away from or away from um, home. And, you know, all I had, I had 200 bucks in my bank account. My dad booked my flight there, got into my dorm room. And I just kind of was like, all right, I'm going to figure it out. Right. What am I going to do? So ended up meeting my ex-husband halfway through my freshman year of college. Um, then we ended up breaking up and I went back home to New Jersey for the summer. And, you know, I actually was seeing somebody else at the time. And then um, lo and behold, he slips back in. He reaches out to me. 
I come back to Hawaii, break up with the other dude the same day that my ex-husband was coming to my house. And he came to my house. We ended up getting married a couple of weeks later. And I actually haven't told that story publicly ever. So oh my gosh, on the podcast. Yep, on your podcast. I mean, I'm all about the truth. Like I told myself when I quit drinking two years ago that I was going to say anything like literally the truth, no matter what, it doesn't matter how bad it hurts, but yeah, life's too short, man. Life's too short to lie and like hide who you truly are, you know? Oh, literally. But at that time, same thing. Life's too short. Right. And at the time I was like, let's get married. It's a very Kaylee thing to do. Why not? And I, we told everybody that we were engaged because we were so young at the time that it was like, people would freak out and We ended up staying together for six years. So, I mean, it's not like it was just on a whim and then things happened. We, you know, bought a house, we had the dog, we did all the things. And I feel like that was a big pivotal moment in my growth. But at the same time, um, you know, I didn't stay in on campus or anything after my freshman year of college. So I ended up, we lived together. I did the married thing. Like I was a wife at 19 years old. So 19 all the way to 24, Mm -hmm. I was a full ass wife, like did the whole thing. And I feel like I was always just a little bit beyond my years just because of the things that I dealt with in my past. And I feel that. Yeah. I'm just a go-getter. I'm like, you know what, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it. And you know, a couple of years into it, was like four years into being engaged, we had our real wedding and everything. And, you know, you think that this is going to be your forever. And we did have some things that I um, wasn't as strong as I am now. So we can even talk about 75 hard, but that's what really like got me into change. I feel like I just spilled my whole beginning of my life, but that's exactly how I got to the spot that I'm in right now is just like never giving up on myself you know? Yeah. And I think that's something to highlight because so many people, what they do is they have all this shit happen to them in their life. And then they use that as their prison. It becomes their prison when instead it should become your power, which is exactly what it's done for you. So when people told you like, Hey, you're not going to do this. You were like, bet I'm going to do it because you told me to push. Whereas so many people are like, Oh, well my mom, my dad, they said that I can't do that. And they use that as the reason why they don't actually pursue their goals, which is wild because again, it's your life. You get one. So why are you going to hold back from that? 100%. And I've always been that way. And that's the thing is, obviously, I'm still doing it. Like, is this a smart decision? But at the oh, time, yeah, of course, to get married, it was a smart decision. He was in the military. You know, you get BAH, you're getting things paid for. Yeah. 19-year-old kid is like, this is smart. Okay. Yeah. Like, let's do it. We're in love. Let's rock and roll. And then, you know, obviously, things transpired afterwards. And, you know, I wish him the best. If he's ever listened to this podcast, like I've made peace with all of that, but yeah, yeah, it definitely was. It's been a freaking ride, dude. I feel like I've lived a whole lifetime. Yeah. So let's get into 75 hard because I know that's a fucking huge part of your growth. And I think that's how we originally (laughs) got the tattoo. And like, honestly, you've inspired me because I want to really, I want a sick tattoo with 75 hard. This is all custom. I just gave her the, well, obviously this is Andy's, but I gave her the idea and she just kind of rolled with it. It's incredible. I love it. But so I think that's kind of how we actually connected originally, because I know we're both like in the first form family, right? But I think 75 hard was like how we connected because we were both doing it around the same time. But tell me all about like how you started 75 hard, how you got into it. Like, let's start there. How I got into it was so we can, this kind of touches on where I was in that relationship. I had a very toxic relationship, ups, downs, you know, I realized over time that because of the way that I grew up, I, I basically married exactly what I was trying to get away from because I was addicted to the highs and the lows, right? Like yep, it feels yep. really good. But then when you're low, you're like, oh, I'm a fixer. So I'm like, I can fix this and you can't fix people. You can never fix people. Okay. Yeah, I fell in love with the potential. I was like, there's growth there. There's growth there. I see it. And you know, I definitely, I was young, you know, he was young and that's why I hope right now he's all right. But 
it was, we got in a fight after Summer Smash. My first Summer Smash I ever went to, um, I was having a great time and I don't think that I was acting any sort of crazy, but you know, on the phone communicating, he was like, you're drunk, you're this, you're that. And I was just like, you know what? I'm done. I'm fucking done with all this shit. You know what? You don't want me to drink. I'm starting 75 hard. And it was actually Lauren Roney was on 75 hard at summer smash. And yeah. it inspired me to where I was like, that's badass. Cause at the time yeah. I drank all the oh, time yeah. we're partying, we're doing this. And I'm like, dang, that's a hard event to be doing 75 hard. But I was sitting in my hotel room, had that argument on the phone and didn't tell him that I was going to start 75 hard. But I was like, bet like, again, you say, I'm not going to do something. You say drinking's a problem. I'm the type of person to be like, you say it's a problem. Okay. It's not going to be a problem. Yeah, no problem. Cause I'm not going to do it for 75 days. Right. Mm-hmm. So I flew home, got my first workout in, made sure I track my food all throughout the day. Um, I literally on the plane, I'm planning everything out, what book I'm going to read, what I'm going to do. And I get home. He's pissed. He's like, well, I didn't say that you had just stopped drinking. Cause now he doesn't have a drinking buddy. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, well, I'm going to do it. Like I'm already in, I'm going to do my first workout. And it was like kind of half support, but I didn't really, it was like, I was getting shit on for doing it right. and bettering myself. And that's really where my growth happened. I feel like if I didn't start 75 hard, I have no idea where my life would be. I'm not saying that we would still be together, but that was really the pivotal moment to where I was like, I see you and I see that you don't want to support me right now. And this is something that's going to benefit me and make me healthier and make me better. That doesn't make sense to me why you don't want to support that. So let me dive into this as I'm going through my, you know, my 75 days, I really had to take a deep dive mentally. And I was like, what do I want? What do I want out of all this? And, you know, there was one walk that he decided to come on with me and, you know, blow up fight because, you know, there was beer in his hand as we were walking, if that says enough, but a lot of these things would transpire. And I realized that it was out of maybe jealousy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was still just trying to lead, ex- lead by example for my family. Cause I was like, well, if anybody's going to hold it together, it's going to be me. And like, I can't be drinking and not with it enough to know what's going on. So if I'm stone cold sober, all right, cool. Now I'm actually going to see things for what they are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, wouldn't say I had a drinking problem, but I had no problem throwing back drinks if somebody offered them, if that makes yeah, sense. Absolutely. So, <laughs> I feel like that kind of kickstarted my journey into being like, oh, I don't need alcohol. I, I never needed it. And yeah. it's kind of a powerful thing to say no, to say no to the food, to say no to the ice cream, to say no to the, you know, drinking, say no to going out. And I started to use that as fuel where I just felt like a more powerful, powerful person. I was a better person. I was doing the right thing. And it's not that I wasn't before, but I will tell you right now, Caitlin, before I was a fucking doormat. I was literally getting walked all over friends, family, whoever I would bend over backwards for them. And I started to see that clarity. And I really 75 hard absolutely fucking changed my life, dude. Yeah, that's literally exactly what it was for me, too. It was like I was a fucking doormat and I let people do whatever they wanted to me, like manipulate me. And then I wasn't even living in my full purpose. And I had no idea what I was truly capable of. But I think like 75 hard, it teaches you like I tell people when they first start, like when you get to day like 50, 55, you're going to have this moment if you're doing it right. You're going to have this moment where it's like, fuck, I can do anything. And it's yep. crazy because that, dude, you've I never felt it. I literally just, because you feel that. Yeah, it's, it's like real. Moment. Yep. And like when I tell people about that, they're like, yeah, that sounds cool. But then you experience it and it's like, fuck, I can do anything that I actually want in my life. Like nothing stops me. And it just comes down to doing what you say you're going to do. What do I post on my story every day? I post me holding that promise. So for yep. me, I've done 75 hard four times, right? 
And I did the live hard program. You know, I've done it. I did the whole entire thing twice, but I was at HQ with TJ and I made a promise with him. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to use 75 hard as a crutch. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's gotten me very far. Yes. It's helped me to where I'm at right now, but I want to see if I can do a lot of this stuff, still live a normal life, right? Like I'm going to have, he's going to have shit. Like it's going to happen, but not nearly to the level of degree to where you're going back to your old habits. Mm -hmm. But I was like, I want to do this. And I, I'm going to make a promise to you that I'm just not going to do 75 hard. Like I'm not. And maybe I'll do it again sometime in the future, but I feel like I personally don't need it. And that walk was something to where I was like, what am I missing? What am I missing? And over a year ago, I started a walktober challenge with my, um, my team that I coach. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I did the first 30 days and then I was like, well, why am I going to stop? Like, this is a great habit to have. Why the hell yeah. am I going to stop? And then the 75 hard mentality kicked in and I'm like, you're going to do it whether you fucking feel like it or not. Like yeah. I can make the excuse of, oh, it's 2 a.m. Oh, it's this. And I now this walk. So going on last year, I think I missed like six days total. Yeah. But this year, you know, I realized and I had an epiphany the other day. I was like, this is going to be a lifetime thing. I'm just going to do this for a lifetime. And guess what? I'm bound to miss days here and there. Um, I was spending intentional time with my girlfriend and she was like, you need to go for your walk. And we're in Colorado. It's fucking freezing. Right. And it was like two in the morning, but I looked at her and I'm like, my promises that are important to me. Yes. It's the walk, but part of those promises, I have like this whole funnel that it it falls under and the walks, like the thing that checks it at the end of the day of all the other things that I did, right. That are Mm non-negotiables, but intentional times are non-negotiable for me. So the way that I thought it, I thought about it. I was like, no, I still held my promises. It was just in a different way. And it's okay to skip this walk because I'm being intentional. Dude, if I was scrolling on TikTok and I was bullshitting on, then I'd be like, you're a piece of shit. Go for your walk right now. But I was doing something else. And it's like, dude, if you're at a wedding and you're spending time with the wedding party, like, yes, if I'm on 75 hard, I'm going to go and do my workout because I said I'm going to do it. But if you're not like, it's okay to skip it for that day because this is a lifetime thing, right? Because I know it makes me better. Yeah. Lifestyle. And I think that's so powerful because I'm not going to be doing 75 hard anytime soon for the same reason, because I feel like a lot of people use it as a crutch where it's like, Hey, you can't actually live this kind of a lifestyle unless you're on the program. Mm -hmm. You know? And I think that's one of the things that people look at 75 hard and they're like, this is negative. This is bad because like you can't function off of this program. So it's like a fad thing, which it's not true at all. Because if you do the program, the right intent, then you truly step into, like I said, step into your full purpose And then you realize you can keep those commitments to yourself, even when you're not on the program, like going for the walk every fucking day, no matter what. Yeah. And I think it's those key words, right? Promise, um, you know, responsibility. Cause I say, I'm like, it's a responsibility for me to show Mm -hmm. up. It's a responsibility. Mm -hmm. If I say I'm going to go for a walk and I don't follow through with that, what's to say, I promise you that I'm going to show up for a zoom call that you're going to be able to trust me. Like that's how I see it. And Oh, you're taking it too far. You take life too seriously. It's like, but it is that serious. In my opinion, life is that serious. If I say I'm going to fucking do something, I'm going to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Because at the end of the day, that's the reason why people continue to give up on themselves and don't believe that they can do anything when it comes to like achieving a fitness goal. It's because they continue to say, I'll start Monday. And then they fucking don't. And then they're just like that friend who says, oh, I'm going to be there at noon and then cancels at the last minute. You're letting yourself down over and over again. So how would you believe in yourself? And you know better than anyone else, it's not even just about fucking weight loss either. Sometimes it's weight gain. Yeah, literally. literally like (laughs) how hard, dude, that's like, what, three years now at least of hardcore work on you? Yeah. And like literally I eat like 3,200 calories right now and I can't gain a pound. 
but like, could you I, imagine you, the older version of you seeing you do this, you're that you'd be like, no, I'm losing yeah, my shit. No, for real. It's <laughs> like, I think back to like 2016 when I was like 89 pounds dying of an eating disorder and I was eating, like, I go back to my fitness pound. It's like 600 calories. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, how am I okay with what I'm doing now? And I don't even think twice about it at this point. And it's because I've shown myself that like through hard work and commitment, like, again, I can do whatever I want. You can retrain this. And that's what I tell my clients and my people. And, you know, my message on social media, it's like, you literally can change. But the reason why you're giving up too is not only the Monday excuse, but it's, oh my God, it took 30 days and it was really hard to get here right now. And like, you know, today this, this, and this happened. It's like, okay, well, it's still your choice at the end of the day, your attitude and your effort, what you want to put in. Correct. Yeah. I always say like, no problems, only solutions. A lot of people, what they'll do is they'll look at like, this is a problem. Okay. Why don't we look at it as, well, what's the solution that we can come from with it? Yeah. So with everything that you've done, like 75 hard, your own fitness journey, like you're an entrepreneur, right? How did, how did that happen? Because I know that like, that's like a, that's a big thing, you know, building a business, but not just building a business, building a business where you're impacting people along the way. Yeah. It's a, you and I both know it's a journey. It's a road. Um, but I went to school. So what I went to college for was teaching. I had a feeling sophomore year. I'm like, I don't think like, I couldn't see you being a teacher. I feel like you'd be a fucking good teacher. However, I don't think the school system would like you with all the cursing. Do you know, well, I, I made sure I refrained from that, but do you know how in line my kindergarten class was? Okay. I made sure they were soldiers. Oh, they were, they knew, they knew if it was time, you know, but that's a thing is set the expectation. I don't care if you're in kindergarten, obviously it's a different level of intensity. If you're talking to kindergartners versus, you know, fifth graders versus adults. And I realized in my time of teaching, I was like, okay, cool. I did learn a lot. I learned different skills. I learned yeah. you know, college, you know, taking tests, doing, you know, uncomfortable things, getting in front of a whole class in front of your principal and having to, you know, perform a lesson. It's nerve wracking. Right. Oh, but yeah. all of those things, I was like, all right, I'm definitely not going to go like, I'm not going to go into teaching, but I'm going to finish. I'm going to get my degree. I started something. I'm going to finish it. Got my degree. Um, but in my last year or so, um, that's when I got super serious, came on as a legionnaire. Um, you know, I that's when Paula was still a coach and everything. So I I really learned a lot oh, from her too. Oh, yeah, oh, me too. Oh, she was she was my first coach too. And it was just like I still learn a lot from Paula just by watching her yeah. social media, you know. Shout out to you, Paula. Yeah, um <laughs> But with that, like I would wake up, I would be on calls at like 5 a.m. because that's the only time that I would be able to fit those in. I'd be and she would look and be like, are you okay?" I'm like, this is the only time that I can hop on. So I'm here at 5 a.m. But, you know, at the same time, the reason why is because it was important to me. And I saw something with the fitness industry and I saw something with myself because I always struggled. Right. I never knew I loved going to the gym. I loved looking at people with awesome physiques. I always wanted to be that, but I never could get there. Right. One, I was definitely cheating myself. I would try to do the healthy thing throughout the week and then go to the bar on the weekend and binge and do whatever. It's like that constant vicious cycle that you're really only getting three days, essentially, maybe if that out of your whole entire week, you're missing out on a lot, but I learned so much. And in that time, um, you know, I had done 75 hard. I was learning a little bit more about myself and I was like, okay, like 
I need to start working in a direction of being able to coach and being able to do that. I manage the UPS store out here um, where I live anyway. So it's like, I had something set up, but I don't want to work at the UPS store forever. Yeah, I remember and I, that's when I started talking to you because I was like, oh, she works at UPS. Okay, got yeah, it. Yeah. And it was a good time. It was a good job. Like I was able to work there full time, still do coaching a little bit on the side and help people and slowly start to scale and then I decided to make the jump actually in January of last year. And I was like, I'm just doing it. I don't care what I have to do. Like if I fall flat on my face, I do, but you know what? I'm here for it. And I really want to help people. So I saw teaching wasn't it. And I knew that I want to make a whole bunch of money in my time. I don't know about you, but money, you know what? I want to be financially free. There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't right. mean I'm a materialistic person, but I definitely want to live not the way that I grew up because I grew up with, you know, we don't have money. We don't have this. We don't have that. And I'm like, oh, I never yeah. live like that. I want to yeah. be able to get coffee every day and not feel guilty, you know? Mm -hmm. So <laughs> excuse me, but yeah, I just feel like that it, the teaching just wasn't for me. So when I started to really dive into coaching, I was like, okay, cool. I can balance this with the UPS store. And then, yeah, I made that jump. And Quite honestly, dude, I was just on a walk. It was team brand staff for the longest time. I had no idea what to call my business. I'm like, I'll come up with it eventually. And as I was on a walk, I was like, yo, gravity, right? Like we're grounded. Yeah. I'm a grounded person. And then I was like, that's a perfect name, Gravity Fitness. So that's kind of how that came about. Yeah. Yeah. So now with coaching, like, what are you doing with that? You're just like building your team and like coaching individuals one-on-one. -on -one. Yep. So I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. And then I also coach people in the first form app too. I just feel like you get the most value out of me in oh, my one-on-one yeah. -on -one coaching oh, for sure. I I hold private Zoom calls on Mondays. And then I, my people are also like, if they're struggling, they can hop on a Zoom call anytime, schedule it with me. But yeah, I just feel like this is really my purpose. And now the more people that I'm helping, because you know, it always starts with one and you're like, okay, yeah. and it, it sucks, dude. Like it took me about two years to actually even make a dime off of coaching. I was investing, yeah. investing, 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 but I had to do it myself. And I had to, you know, really get my brain into the right space, really just understand who I was as a person in order to help other people. Because take me two years ago, I was a fucking train wreck. I like literally post-divorce, I'm trying to figure me out, you know, um, I knew I was gay my whole life at the end of the day. And that too, yeah. to where I was like, people are like, ex-husband, but you're gay. But yeah, it's one of those things that it's like, I think I just love humans, but I yeah. love a woman's brain a lot more than I love a man's brain. That's me personally. Um, <laughs> I I'm married. I can understand that. <laughs> so that was another part of me to where... But I wouldn't have been able to come out like that if I didn't work on myself, if I didn't do 75 hard. And I, dude, it was literally one of those where I was like, I don't fucking care if you like me or you don't like me. This is who I am. And I don't know if you saw that growth, but it was literally like, I feel like I just am a completely different person than I was when we first met. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And that's why it's, that's exactly why I wanted to have you on this podcast. Cause I'm like, yo, this girl has been like literally excelling. And every single time I see your social media, like I get inspired and yeah. I can tell that like you make such a huge impact on the people that you work with. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> that's, okay. that's like my goal. Every time I have somebody on the podcast. Thank you for that. Yeah, for sure. And I mean that because like you've really truly stepped into your purpose and I'm so fucking proud of you. And you know, what's, what's your next vision? Like, do you have anything specifically that you're working towards or we got a lot of projects, some things I can't talk about because of it's course, of course, but, um, let me think, try to be as sly and secretive as possible. I did actually, 
I can talk about what I have already done, but I'm going to do like a 2.0 version because I got the, I feel like I got the rough one out of the way, but it was still really great. So I came up with, um, again, another thing I was diving into myself journaling. So if y'all aren't fucking journaling, let me tell journal you, journaling. oh my God, I started journaling like journal. a couple weeks ago and I was like, oh my God, all these ideas. <laughs> like video journal, write it out. I some I use Snapchat as like a video vault. So I'll sometimes record on Snapchat because it's not going to save to your phone. It's not going to clutter it up. And dude, I had a I had something pop up yesterday to where it was a memory video journal from the year before. And I was like, I am so glad I did this because I can see the growth. I can hear the growth and I can hear, you know, even a year ago, I was way more confident. But at the same time, now it's like next level. Mm -hmm. And I ended up, I was like, you know what, I'm going to do a mental toughness course. And I'm just going to teach people what I did and see how it helps and see what, see what to do. So I called it the gravity project. And I ran that one time, it was a pretty good turnout. And I just feel like now, now I kind of get where what people need the tools that they need. And it's really at the end of the day, and I'm sure you can agree with this too. You don't have to do anything crazy. It's just fine tuning some things that you're doing. Like, for example, Yesterday I'm sitting and we all have this. I'm naturally lazy. And that's the most fun part that I I see every single thing as a challenge. I literally just would rather lay in bed and do nothing, mm-hmm. right? But it. at the same time, my brain is still going. Like I say that, but I really do want to work at the same time. But we're all naturally lazy, right? Sometimes you just don't fucking feel like doing it. And I'm sitting here and I'm looking at all these dishes and I'm like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do anything. But I have a non-negotiable with myself is... One, you're not leaving the house. Like even if I just go for a walk with my dog, I'm like, dishes are out of the sink. You gotta get it done because if you clean as you go and you do things as you go, that is going to stack up to wins at the end of the day to where you're not piling a whole bunch of shit on at the end of the day, right? Yeah. Yep. But if you tackle your life the same way, dude, and if you do these things, small things at a time, okay, if you miss your protein goal today, is that gonna kill your progress? No, but if you're consistently missing your protein goal, you ain't gonna help yourself build that lean muscle tissue, bro. Like it's not gonna happen. So all these little things and learning that with yourself. So this is part of my gravity project, giving a little insight inside scoop, but really the ask yourself the question, what's the goal here and whatever it is that you're doing, what's the goal? What's my goal of being on this podcast? Hopefully to provide value, right? What's my goal of getting the dishes done? You know, I don't want to get that done later. What's my goal of doing this? What's my goal of doing that? And if you're sitting here and you're like, I don't know, move on to something that's actually going to be beneficial. Yeah, that's such a great point because what what I see is like people have like a disconnect is their actions and their behaviors don't align with their goals or they don't know what they actually want. So how the hell are you going to get somewhere that you have no idea where you want to go? And that's okay too. Like if you don't know, that's why people like you and I are there to where, dude, every coach Mm -hmm. has a coach, right? We were just talking about Paula. We have coaches. We have people that help us because- I literally have four fucking coaches. (laughs) Yeah. And we, you know, now just learned that we have two of the same coaches as well to where it's like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, we need that because they're going to be able to pinpoint things and it's no knock, right? It's no knock on you if you don't know what you're doing in your fitness journey or you don't know how to do it. And it's like, well, Kaylee, I'm not like you. Caitlin, I'm not like you. It's like, I wasn't like me even six months ago. Yeah. You're you. you know? Like, don't try to be like anybody else. You know, you just exactly. gotta learn how to make yourself, you know, work. Yeah. And confident in your own skin. And that's a thing. So you're I right. brought up like, being able to come out and be like, yeah, fuck it. I don't care. I like girls. They're fucking hot and they're beautiful. And I want to date them. Like, of course I do. But at the same time, take me two years ago. I'd be like, I'm not saying anything. Like I'm going to keep that to myself, but you grow into that, right? You don't try to fit a circle in a square. If you're not ready, you're not ready. 
yeah, too many people just try to adapt to almost, they're almost like chameleons, right? Like they're completely different people when they're around different people, instead of just being genuinely who they are. And when you step into who you truly are, and when you actually feel like, oh, I can just be who I am and not worry about what anybody else thinks, it's like a huge weight off your shoulder. Hell yeah. Dude, do you know how many times people think I'm fake and then they get to know me and I had people come tell me like six months later where they were like, by the way, it took me a while because I didn't know that you were actually being genuine or, hey, oh my gosh, you're the same on social media as you you are in person. And I'm yep. like, yeah, because- I've gotten that before too, where people are like, like they're almost, they put the, like their defenses up because you're so nice and you're just- yeah you're just a fucking nice person, but it's like so rare nowadays. And there's so much fake on social media that it's like the amount of times I've met people in person who have huge social media followings. And I'm like, wow, that's really disappointing. You know? Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure we've met some of the same people. And that's the thing is like, it really is disappointing because I don't know what you put it. And I feel like life has its way. There's no coincidences, dude. Like karma that's happens true. the way it does. I'm a firm believer in that. So if you're this person that's like, why is all, why are all these bad things happening to me? Why don't you take a deep dive into your life? And why don't you look at it? And that was something with my ex too, to where, you know, he's like, you think you're perfect. You think just because I would walk with like, yeah, it is what it is. Like optimistic. Like, I hope it works out. I hope it's this. And it's like, he would get irritated. He'd be like, why are you being so positive in a time to where, you know, things are going wrong, Kaylee, like life is shitty. Life, and then this is something Caitlin forever will stick with me. And is my motivation every single day. Okay. He told me straight up to my face. Life's not all sun. Life is not all sunshine and rainbows. And I looked at him and I said, why not? Yeah. Why not? Like, I want it to be like that. I'm going to live like that up here. Does that mean that bad things aren't going to happen? No. Does that mean that I'm not going to get pissed off? No. Does that mean that I'm not going to get angry? Not at all. But if I want to get to that sunshine and rainbow land, I'm going to do everything that I possibly can. Even if I got to crawl, climb, whatever, I'm going to get there. Yeah. I mean, when you start to believe in yourself, you literally will do whatever it takes to get the things that you say that you want. Fuck, man, this has been such a great conversation. I'm so hyped about this. And I've been looking forward to this for a while. But, you know, to finish things off, if there was somebody out there who's listening to this podcast right now and they're afraid to do something, what would you say to that person? Like, they want to start a fitness journey. They want to make a big move like what you did, but they have no idea what to do and they're kind of holding themselves back. What is one piece of advice you would give that person? I would say if you're not going to do it, you are going to be in the same exact spot that you are right now. How does that feel? Mm. not good okay well if you make this change you either have the possibility for things to get better or you could honestly be the exact same that you are right now it's up to you choice is yours you have nothing to lose everything to gain literally and that's what life is all about leading with kindness leading with grace your love and people it's all i ask for hell yeah well, I'll put all of Kaylee's information, her Instagram, everything down below. Uh, check out Gravity Fitness because apparently she has some cool mental toughness stuff coming out. So <laughs> if you guys want to get more mentally tough, this is the lady to learn from. But thank you again for coming. And, you know, everybody go out and do one thing that's going to take you one step closer to where you want to be. Thanks, dude.